Hello, everybody, and welcome to Green Nickel 101, your source for eco-friendly EV nickel discussions. I'm Leo. I'm John. And today we're launching our very first episode of this amazing, amazing new podcast called Green Nickel. We've been uh, talking about it for so long, but John, we're finally here. It's very exciting. It's here. Uh, it's a reality. Here, it's a reality. That's There's right. There's no backing out. There's no backing out. Forward. Siempre avante, they say in Italian. So, you know, why are we here? Basically, we're here to talk about nickel, nickel specifically for EV electric uh, batteries and as a fantastic, uh, if you're an investor, this is a great place to be. If you believe in themes and trends and what's going to happen in the next distance future and, and beyond, um, nickel's definitely a, a, a hot topic. And uh, our topic this week, our first episode, we're going to talk about how nickel is becoming the new oil. But I'm not sure if I'd like to consider it becoming. I'm having a hard time with that word because I feel like it's here, mm -hmm. but probably going to be a little bit more in front of us more and more all the time. Um, well, you, you might say why nickel, okay? And I think you and I share one commonality, probably more than one commonality. One is efficiency, but the other is what's next, okay? And we've been living in a world dominated by fossil fuels, the uh, internal combustion engine. That's uh, ICE, right? I-C-E, internal combustion engine. Correct. Right? So imagine this. It's it's the internal combustion engine. The, the gas-powered vehicle has dominated the planet for over 100 years. So aside from efficiency, which is probably uh, one of our favorite words, we're also what's next, guys. Like, what's next? Yeah. So... Unless you were living under a rock. Okay. Well, it's funny you mentioned yeah. that because if you haven't heard about the electric revolution that's upon us and the evolution of things to come, uh, you, you might as well have been living under a rock, right? So being a what's next person, if you do a little bit of your own homework and due diligence, and uh, you, you'll find that the natural evolution to the ICE vehicle is EV. And what is it that's creating the, uh, the special part of, of EV? And that's battery metals. And of the battery metals, the most important metal is nickel. So well, that's... Now that you mentioned that, let's, let's take it back a little bit for our audience, right? Because, you know, I remember back in September 2019, you and I actually met for a dinner. And we call it so famously these days between ourselves, uh, the nickel dinner. The nickel you, dinner. Yeah, you took me down the rabbit hole, the nickel rabbit hole. I had no idea that nickel was such an important metal in the uh, the electric revolution and just everything EV and batteries and all that kind of stuff. I always thought it was the lithium uh, in the lithium ion that made all the difference. And you kind of gave me the story, the anecdotal story of, hey, Leo, picture, you know, your grandfather 100 years ago. John, why don't you take us there I think for a the bit? first thing that I told you was that uh, the misnomer is, uh, to coin a phrase from Elon Musk, that the battery shouldn't be called a lithium-ion battery. It should be called a nickel graphite or graphene battery. Nickel being the paramount uh, uh, point of his comment, okay? Uh, and certainly to this day, if uh, anyone follows uh, Elon Musk in his um, his own blogs, his own Twitter memes, memes exactly, he's constantly uh, talking about nickel. So 
Um, that's probably where we started off in our nickel dinner. Yeah, and that, what that, I threw, did was, that threw me off for sure. I, I took you on a, uh, on a journey in time, Leo. I said, close your eyes. Tell us about it, Relax. Joe. Bring us back. Have a sip of your wine. And imagine you're in 1900, okay? Imagine you're your grandfather. Or imagine it's you. You've taken a time machine back in time. And someone approaches you and says, Leo, um, the world is going to be all about oil. Oil, petroleum. And you scratch your head and you don't even know what they're talking about. You're thinking, is this oil for my salad? Is it cooking oil? Is it heating oil? Olive is it, oil. Is it lamp oil? Right. No, it's not. It's The world was transitioning from the horse-drawn carriage into the automobile uh, and perhaps the industrial revolution at the same time so um, no one knew at that time that how big petroleum would well be most in... people on the planet would be driving a vehicle that consumed petroleum oil gasoline etc so there was a moment in time where you if you were a forward-looking individual you could have grasped, seized the moment. You could have seized the moment and got in at the entry level of the opportunity in the oil market. And, and, your, and name, your name would have been something like Rockefeller. Or Carnegie or right. someone like that. And uh, you'd be you know plastered all over buildings. You'd own part of New York, Manhattan. Right? So is this a redo so. of history? We're pretty much at that precipitous moment in time about 100 years ago. Horse-drawn buggies all around us. These things started coming out onto the market, these combustion engines that were burning some kind of a, a liquefied ooze of dinosaur, whatever, remnants. Yeah. And uh, and all of a sudden that started picking up, uh, you know, popularity and, you know, uh, model the Model T Ford came out, you know, Ford came up with the... Uh, one of the first assembly lines, they made it affordable. Many, many employees... people made their fortunes through the automobile industry. I mean, you, there's a long list of them, okay? And I think that if uh, if you see where the world is going today with climate change, renewable energy, uh, green, environmentally friendly, environmentally conscious decision-making, mm -hmm. okay? The world is finally moving away from fossil fuels. I frankly can't believe that they've lasted over a hundred years. It's almost like a remake, right? Like no. it was, it was uh, human in human in motion 1.0 evolution, and now I think we've kind of realized, hey, we kind of messed this up a little bit. We've been spewing all these uh, carbon into our atmosphere and everything else, global warming, climate change, and all that sort of thing. And this is our chance to redo humanity in motion to a 2.0, and let, let's do it right. We're probably not going to be exactly where we want to be. I think we're going to want something a little bit more cleaner for 3.0. But hey, this is a great bridge. It's, it's a, a great, great start. Transition. And you know, for so for people that doubt what we're saying here, um, that uh, EV battery storage, stationary storage is the future uh, for many many reasons. Um, you have to remember, some people could argue, well, you know, maybe there's still carbon footprint in in mining and in uh, EVs, etc. But it's it's a technology that's evolving. It's not going to be perfect on day one, but the the motivating factor in the technology is to become more efficient, to become more responsible, and more environmentally conscious. So 
I think the world has proven today, unless, again, you've been living under a rock, that, that we're going in that direction. Came and off and the, world is saying, the world is saying we're going to give it a chance. So You know what? Having said that, there's a fantastic uh, resource uh, called the Nickel Institute. Um, I believe it's a nonprofit consortium of nickel producers. They, they come out with some great, great... Um, you know, uh, content and whatnot. One of the things that really attracted me was seeing an explainer video. This thing was about two minutes long, a minute, 50 seconds, and it's called nickel powering batteries. And for our, our audience, you're going to be able, we'll, we'll leave a link in our comments. I would highly recommend you click on it, you know, after the podcast, watch it. It's only two minutes of your time and it really helps kind of uh, bring all this conversation into focus as to why we're talking about nickel. Why isn't it we're talking about another metal like copper or manganese or cobalt or, you know, some of these other uh, lithium ion related chemistries. Nickel seems to be here to stay, at least for the next foreseeable future. How long that's going to be? Who knows, you know, but it's here to stay. Well, we're on, we're on, we're on the road to, again, using our word efficiencies, uh, and the technology's evolving, and there's chemistries at play. There's uh, the tertiary or ter uh, ternary um, combination of minerals. Three things, right? Correct. In the cathode, uh, that being cobalt, manganese, and nickel. Right. In and, reverse and nickel, order. and nickel being a big part of that. Correct. Right. Uh, so. You know, there's another article here I want to put give reference to. Maybe we can talk about it for a few minutes. This is. Um, Again, for our audience, uh, these sources will be in our comments. So look below to our comments after the uh, podcast and you'll be able to see these links and can uh, click through them. But this this article was from Forbes, Forbes India. There was a blog. Um, it's basically titled, Is Nickel the New Oil? And that's the title of our show today. Nickel it's the theme, being of, the, our it's podcast, the theme yeah. of our podcast, right? And they talk about interesting, the whole lithium ion story where Sony camcorder first came out uh, with the uh, lithium cobalt oxide version and powered our first camcorders and that sort of thing. And they talk a little bit about energy density. Actually, they talk a lot about that and efficiencies and uh, being able to use the minimum amount of cost of material to get the most bang for your buck. And nickel does it. Uh, there's right, other Leo, combinations, it's, it's, but not like what nickel can produce in the chemistry and that tertiary or tertiary kind of combination you're talking about. Yeah, it's all about energy density moving forward. The whole theme, again, using our keyword of the day, efficiencies, uh, is, is energy density. And that will apply to electric vehicles where uh, weight and size and distance and range is uh, of paramount concern. Uh, it will certainly apply in the transportation industry with, uh, I mean, I don't have a statistic on the number of um, uh, transportation vehicles on the road versus personal automobiles. I think our controller may be able to get that statistic for they us. They won't pull it out in like two minutes. <laughs> okay. I think we got to dig down. We got to get our research well, you know, team on that I, one. This but. is our initial episode. And I think what everyone has to remember is we will be exploring in depth all of these fascinating topics that we're being presented with. We're just trying to get the ball rolling here. We're trying to 
get the conversation going. Get the get conversation the going. Right. Get, you can get your imagination in gear as well. I think what we have to remember uh, today for the purposes of, of this uh, inaugural podcast is that technology is, you know, you really do have to hand it to companies like Tesla and quite a few others out there. Technology is a journey, okay? You may know where you're starting, but you don't know where you're going to end up. And I think that the electric vehicle revolution is in fact that. It's a revolution and it's an evolution. And uh, when we're talking about um, efficiencies and, and things of that nature, we're also talking about something else, and this is going to play into the battery chemistries. It's, it's, we're, they're trying to create balance. You know, with efficiency comes balance. And um, the reason that there is uh, so much money being spent today on different forms of technology and it is because technology by definition is forward-looking, okay? And, um, but one thing is for sure. At this point in time, it appears that no matter what the technology is out there, uh, in terms of, of creating the best uh, equilibrium, the best balance of energy, density, safety, etc., those chemistries all include nickel. Yeah, and you know what? We, we're missing a very important part of the whole equation, which is cost. But that's part of efficiency. I get it. But the reason why it's a, a big notable mention here, specifically the word cost, is um, these big corporations, it's going to be about profitability. And can we make money producing these long-range vehicles that everybody wants and uh, for a price that they're willing to pay? And uh, the golden rule, I believe, is, you know, under $100 per kilowatt hour. I think that's what the target is. That's where we're around now. Mm -hmm. If we weren't, I don't think Tesla would be profitable right now. I don't think uh, companies like Ford and uh, some of these big boys would be really jumping into the game if they couldn't build an electric car within a price range that makes sense, with a range that makes sense. So Well, I it is, it is about profit. It is about profit. I mean, let's face it. We can't all just be uh, environmentally conscious and not have uh, uh, the motivating factor of profit included in that, okay? There's nothing wrong with money. Right. Uh, there's right. nothing wrong with, with uh, the desire to want money. Uh, you know, we could, we could actually be uh, environmentally friendly. And, and make money. And make money at the same time. Right. So, um, but what I do believe is, you know, we had a conversation, you and I, Leo, uh, at our nickel dinner, or it might've been a nickel lunch. It might've been a nickel lunch after that. Um, whereby we talked about the fact that a lot of the automotive companies out there, uh, if, if people, if our, our, uh, audience is familiar with the law of diminishing returns curve, uh, whereby, uh, production whether it be uh, production capacity or production based on time, a timeline, uh, typically uh, profitability and efficiencies increase at an increasing rate up to an inflection point and then increase at a decreasing rate, diminishing returns. And then obviously you could even cascade into negative returns. And we talked about, you know, what is the difference between a 2020 BMW and a 2022 BMW. Not a hell of a lot. And we, we don't know because I think the technology has been exhausted. The internal combustion engine platform 
automotive companies have done all that they could have could have done with that technology. So to transition into an environment whereby the platform becomes electric vehicles, they're dropping themselves down the law of diminishing returns curve. And keep in mind what I'm talking about here, I'm talking about returns based on a timeline, not necessarily on uh, additions of labor into an environment like a factory. How much per, can 100 units of labor produce versus 200 versus 300? We're kind of we're taking that concept and relating it to profitability here. Yeah, and not, a, and not a economies of scale, but Correct. more... more of a timeline. Right. So, and I think that's the driving force behind, behind uh, again, let's face it, you know, everyone's being conscious about climate change, but I think that there's definitely a profit motive behind the automotive companies pursuing the electric vehicle platform. Well, you know what they say, John, money isn't everything. It doesn't make the world go round. But I say it sure helps. Right? Um, money's not bad. Money's, money's good. Right. You can Which do a lot of good with money. Which leads me to one of my favorite uh, topics. Okay. And I've asked this question to a number of people. And I have to give credit to my first year university economics professor, Professor Osborne. Economics 101. <laughs> That's our up and coming podcast, ladies yeah. and gents. He asked the class, and keep in mind, this was a Catholic university that, that I went to. I was at the Catholic campus of the University of Western Ontario, King's College. And his very first question to the class was, what is the root of all evil? And uh, I'm sure most people out there, let's say between the ages of 25 and 95, have heard that question, okay? Um I would like uh, the control room to look into that too. I think it's probably out of the Bible. <laughs> I should know that. Anyway, the response to that question 99 times out of 100 is money. People think that money is the root of all evil. When in fact, money is an inanimate object. It's a medium of exchange, store of value. Uh, and it doesn't have the ability to be the root of anything necessarily it's an object. It's correct. Yeah. So the correct phrase, just to finish off my, my soliloquy here, is it's the correct phrase is the love of money the is love the of root money. of all evil. Right. So we can sit here, we can grasp the electric vehicle revolution, we can be uh, all for um, correcting climate change, being environmentally friendly, energy conscious, green initiative, and we can't we shouldn't feel guilty that we want to make money along the way okay mm -hmm. so well put well said you know what with that said we've reached the end of the show unfortunately but guess what we're going to be doing this more it was a pleasure doing our very first episode i uh, hope you guys had just as much fun and a good time listening as we did recording it now let us know what your what's on your mind, what you think. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle's GreenNickel101. And remember, we upload new episodes every single Monday. And until next time, think nickel and have a green day. Hey, nickelheads! This episode has been brought to you by Tartisan Nickel. <laughs>